Hey y'all, welcome to Crickside Chatter. Grab a stump, grab a log, grab a milk crate, and sit your tiny ends down and enjoy the banter of friends. Crickside. Hello, I'm kind of scared to say, are you there? Happy Saturday. Yeah, I think I got it now. I restarted the phone. Woohoo! Well, welcome to Crickside. How are you doing? See, that's what happens when you live in the sticks and you're Crickside. You just like sometimes signal just drops out. Well, the strangest thing is I got into my car and my it was, my car started having a jumped into a phone conversation. Oh. But it was Natalie's blue my younger daughter's Bluetooth connected to my car. So <laughs> the her phone conversation was I'm like, who the hell? And I kept hanging up on it and it kept calling me back. I'm like, I have no idea who this person is. <laughs> you know, you can have some inside ops with that. I mean, oh my gosh, you're a dad. And well, she is now older, but you still, aren't you kind of curious about what their conversations are about? Absolutely not. <laughs> wow. You're a better person than I am. I don't want to know anything about young girls. <laughs> You know, she, she just got a car this weekend, too, that I helped her with. So, uh, Oh, my gosh. That's great. What kind of car? Uh, she got? got a Kia something. Oh, well, that's great. So I'm going to sell her old car, which is mine. So I'm going to sell that. And I uh, hope we make some money out of it. That gives her a down payment. And she's learning to, you know, she did everything on her own to USAA and got, you know, her own loan and things like that. So that's yeah. great. And used cars right now, so your old car, you're going to make bank on it. Do you know my car is now considered used, although I've had it for two years, but it is a 2018. It is now worth $20,000, and I only bought it for 12000 Yeah, she got a 2018. It was off of her friends. Um, nice. So they, good. They kind of helped us out with things, too, and, you know, gave us a good deal. So they were below Kelly Blue Book, and like, hey, there are other cars and need a changing, but. And so you know it. them, and they took care of the car. So that is miles above going down to a dealership where you have no idea about the previous owners. You got it. Exactly. Anyways, so that brings us to what I want to do our podcast this week about dad jokes. And you are a dad. And before we get into the dad jokes, I want to hear the highlights of you being a dad and now a pop-pop. Uh, highlights. Um. Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's always nice to see the kids grow and, you know, they become into responsible adults and get them, you know, my my thing is, like, I, I don't think once you get past 12 years old, you really aren't a parent anymore. You're just kind of an advisor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the first 10 years of their lives is what you actually have influence on. And after that, you know, they're going to have to make their own decisions, whether, you know, good or bad. And you just have to advise on at that level instead of like, you know, bringing the hammer down. down. Yeah. And, you know, it's been satisfying. I mean, both of the kids are, you know, pretty good. Uh, the little pretty one. Good. You've done great. Oh, yeah. But I mean, you know, they, they could always be better. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a bad thing. <laughs> of course, we all could always be better, just like I could still be better to this day. Just like you well, did they, too. they got nose rings now, which pisses me off to no end. And you both know, of I'm, them, yeah, both. Of, so Natalie walks in the other day with one. And I'm like, "What the fuck is that?" 
I, and she goes, oh, I thought I took this me. out before then. So I'm like, yeah, you better take that thing out. Because the thing, I watch the ID channel. Uh-huh. And the, if you have a nose ring and there's a water tower in your town, you have a 100% chance of being murdered or knowing someone who is murdered. Every yeah. night on the ID channel has that. I've, I, yeah, I, that's what I've seen too. That's, <laughs> see? See, yeah. So and they I I'm live in the middle of freaking nowhere. Not. Yeah, no, you're not being paranoid. I mean, but I'm really surprised with Nat because, I mean, she, oh, she has, well, she does have the wild side, but I thought she was going towards modeling. Has she not? Has she changed her direction in life? Yeah, I don't know. She's because, going to college. She's for a sweet what? kid, you know. She's a sweet well, kid, but I mean, I know she's a little wild child. You know, <laughs> the so. youngest always are. Well, yeah, because you know everything I did, I I knew what I did wrong with the first one. The second one gets <laughs> it a lot easier, right? And, exactly. And, and to be fair, you know, like uh, my older one's a little salty sometimes because I give oh, the younger no. one things really, really because I give the little the younger one some things more but i told her as like in fairness i was a lot more financially secure when we had natalie compared to when we had you right you know so we didn't just have things to give to you you know so it was a little different then so yes Um, but now she's a nurse and she has beautiful babies yeah i mean is and her a handsome husband i mean they're she's living a really i mean she's living a dream she really is so many people would love even all the trials and everything her life she's doing really good you've done a good job raising her helping her be the strong woman she is she would not have been able to give birth to a baby go through nursing school and start her nursing career if she did not have you training her all those years while she was growing up and i said training is the truth yeah baby you know not maybe stop being humble Stop being humble. Now we're going to move on to dad jokes. So since you are a dad, do you have any dad jokes that are your favorites or the kids just like roll over laughing? I want you to surprise me because I love dad jokes and laughing taffy jokes, but some of them are really lame. I will say if they're lame, but I will laugh if I really like them. So do you have any? I had a calendar that the kids got me for Christmas this year. Um, so it's a daily calendar. So I have, you know, you rip it off each day and it's a hundred, it's a, a year's worth of bad dad jokes. And there's Seriously? some good ones. Yes. Oh my gosh, I need that calendar. Yeah, they got it at like I think bed you know, bed bath beyond or coals or whatever. I'm not sure. And oh my uh, gosh. Now my favorite one is and, and I every so another funny story with it is uh-huh. when I got this, I have to do a fifteen minute um Every every morning at work, we have 15 minutes where we all get together as a team and we have to talk about like, you know, what we're doing, are there any challenges and so forth. And I said, so you guys now are going to get a dad joke every day. Good. <laughs> and I've been doing it for all of them. <laughs> and some of them are hit or miss, but, um, you know, like today's ones is kind of lame. But uh, uh, my favorite one, and I can say it here compared to work, I kind of, you know, change it is, is like, you know, just right now before I got here, I was driving by a prison and there was a midget climbing down the wall. Mm-hmm. And I thought, gee, that's a little condescending. Oh, my God, Steve. <laughs> they're, they're safe for work, though. 
Oh my gosh. And the the best part about that one and many of them are so many people are going to be like, huh, I don't get it. And that's what makes me laugh even harder. It's just, oh my God. Why do you not get hungry at the beach? I'm kind of scared to ask. I don't know. Because there's a lot of sand, which is there. Oh my God. Really? I know. Really? (laughs) Really? Okay, that's a groaner, but it still made me roll my eyes. I'm still smiling. See, that's the thing about dad jokes, because you still smile about them, right? It's just, I love dad jokes. I just love them. So I do have one. So we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. I have one. Are you ready? Hit me. If April showers bring May flowers, what do May flowers bring? Allergies. Pilgrims. Uh, all right, I got it. <laughs> I'm with that one. I was just like, really? How many people are actually going to understand that one? Well, that's one of their dad jokes because <laughs> nowadays, like you see comedians, like you can't you know, look look at the Will Smith thing. You can't oh. even make a joke about anybody or anything anymore. Right. And the yes. dad jokes are the only things that are safe. You say them at work and everyone rolls their eyes because they're stupid and all. But, you know, there's nothing like they're not hurting anybody or making fun of a group or anything like that. And, of course, they're silly. You know, like right. today, today's the one is long fairy tales have a tendency to dragon. What I mean, you're Aww. supposed to say it as drag on. I yeah, guess. right. But it's a dragon. They're dragon. But, but that's, you know, how I, that's how I'd say it. I don't say drag on. I'd say dragon. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's one of these things now with these comedians. Like, uh, I got thrown off a website last night because oh, I'm the, so surprised. Yeah, it's got this guy called Vic DeBiento. He's a you know they call him ticked off Vic. So he's a good comedian. He's coming to Phoenix. Oh yeah, yeah. And so I, you know, he put he goes, "Hey Phoenix, I'm not getting tickets sold. Can you?" So I write on there. I'm like, "Dude, it's 150 dollars for two tickets." And his promoter got it's on. How his, much? Well, so his promoter got on and told me, come on, man, you're doing fake news. I'm going to delete this. It's just, this is promoter. So I'm like, hey, jackass, here's the screenshot of it, you prick. And he's like, well, why are you guys? Why don't you post a link? I asked him eight times to post a link. So I just call, kept calling him an FNA. I said, you're a promoter and you don't know how to post a link to a freaking website. Right. I said, like, you should be fired right now. And yep. well, he wound up deleting me, so I went on Dawn's account <laughs> and oh, responded back no. to him. Too. But he, he deleted, you know, he deleted things on. But I'm like, you know, it's like, well, he's a comedian, so I figured, like, all right, you know, it was a blue check mark comedian, so I figured right. that was the guy I'm talking to. All you right. know, just kind of like, you know, that's part of his gig. You know, it's kind of like always get mad at like prices or something like that. So I was kind of, right. you know, I wasn't mean at first until his promoter got on. And right. his promoter was a fucking asshole. And uh, yeah, I got a couple screenshots of him, but he he deleted me and removed me from the page. I'm like, I right, guess you don't want six tickets sold then. Yeah, no kidding. Screw yeah, that. I like, you, and I told him, as you guys, you're you're going to the Van Buren here in Phoenix, which no one goes to. And mm. secondly, you're not a national name. You know, you're no. very specific. So yes. I was like, why are you attacking me on this when you should be promoting? Right. Yep. <laughs> well, exactly. But. I totally understand that. And that's the thing. So many don't. And when you talk about comedians and stuff, you know, honestly, Chris Rock, his joke actually was quite funny and off the fly. And 
I don't think uh, it was mean. I mean, it wasn't. I, don't, I don't. I don't think it, it, it wasn't, wasn't like saying, "Hey, you're bald because you have leukemia." He was right. making a joke that, "Hey, you're going to be in GI Jane too," which right, exactly. All right, you know, that's not like, "Hey, then, you're bald." <laughs> I mean, she's been talking about it and stuff. It's just like she should know she's going to be a target. I mean, that's what they do for their life. But then here we are talking about it again, so we're now publicizing them more because any publicity is good, especially if the cops show up. I mean, it's just, that's what I've always been told. So any publicity is good. All publicity is good, especially if the cops show up. So, Well, you, you what Dawn and I kind of talked about on this, it's, it'd be different if I was famous and mm-hmm. it was Dawn. Mm-hmm. But Jada Pinkett Smith is famous. Oh, yeah. So and she's, she's a target. You know, I mean. She's that's famous and doing. See, and they have another history where she's doing extracurricular activities as well. And that's always been public. So it's just like, you really have a big target. But that was, I mean, he didn't go after really serious stuff that he could have. I mean, it was actually a tame, complete joke. And that's the thing that pisses me off to this day. Because, I mean, Andrew Dice Clay would not be Andrew Dice Clay I was just going to get ready to bring that up to you. Right? Hickory dickory dock. Right? Exactly. (laughs) I mean, he would not make it in today's world. Oh, and, he does. He was just here uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh, he's freaking... I he just, sold out the whole place. And that's I what I told laughing. that promoter last night, too. Well, that's great, <laughs> because that means people still like comedy. Just like I've been watching Josh Blue. Have you heard of Josh Blue? No. He, You have to look him up. I mean, I die laughing. He has multiple sclerosis, and he's with Oh, that us. sounds funny. He does Special Olympics, but his comedy... He's like, you know what? I can say this because I am a disabled person. And he was like, you know, the Special Olympics is number two because apparently the original Olympics, I guess it's harder to run on two legs. And I mean, he is just freaking hilarious and his honesty. And when he cracks himself up, I just die every time. I rewatch those videos all the time because he is so funny and straight to the point. And people aren't upset because he's disabled, I believe. Well, I mean, you know, I, I think there's one thing that if I say specifically, Michelle, you are X, uh-huh. then then becomes personal. But if I say, you know, hey, everyone who lives in Deadwood, Oregon is this, you kind of kind of, you know, don't, you know, personalize it as much. But you get it like, yeah, I walk around Deadwood, Oregon and like that, is, that shit is true, <laughs> you know, and that's kind of why I look at it. And comedians, that's what they are built for is you know the point out the little you know intricities and the you know right. the small things in life uh-huh. because that way it relates to the person that you're telling the joke to so they understand like you know hey i have to wait in line at the grocery mart you know okay yeah I, I, everyone's done that right. and it you know it makes it more personal in there but it's not personal enough where it's an attack and the comedians nowadays i i, I really think that they're their hands scared. are tied they're scared um, you can't say anything to anybody anymore, you know, and could you, you know, imagine some group's going to get upset about something? And it's just, you know, hey, lighten up. Don't take everything so personal. Now, now there are some really mean things that people do. Right. I'm not going to yeah. lie about that. But 99 percent, they're not trying to attack Laura, you know, you, Michelle, right. Right. you know, they're just they might, you know, pick on you in the crowd. But they're not like saying, you know, personally, because you talk to them afterwards, they're cool. I mean, just like, could you imagine somebody on the street calling me fire crotch to this day or the redheaded stepchild? I mean, 
anybody younger than me who didn't grow up hearing that their entire fucking life, it made me tough. And you know what? I laugh at it. I laughed at it then. I literally, I told a friend, she goes, you know what? Let's go to this Saturday market in Eugene. She goes, why? I said, I guarantee you, you're going to see why being a redhead is not always a blessing. She goes, but your hair is so beautiful. You're such a good, I said, you just wait. We were walking down the sidewalk and this one person stood up. He was screaming at me. You're a redhead. You're fucking evil. Nobody's going to marry your ass. I said, you want to talk to my Marine husband about that? He sat down and he shut up. She goes, oh my God, it really does happen. I said, it happens all the time my entire life. She goes, but you're not offended. I said, why should I be? It made me who I am today. And that's where I feel so many younger people today are so, have been coddled. I mean, and just don't have the thicker skin that they should. And that's why comedy, the old comedy, I I just, I just love old comedy. I mean, Chris Rock back in the day. I mean, Everybody, way back. I, How to I, get your ass not beat down by the police. Right? <laughs> you know, that, that was funny. <laughs> yes. It, I mean, it's just, people just don't get it. I mean, uh, Dreyfus and um, Richard Pryor. I mean, would Richard Pryor really make it in today's world? No, and... I was even talking about like this with Natalie because, you know, we were even just talking about The Office or King of the Hill. I've been watching reruns now um, <laughs> that they can't get around it. But for Natalie, Mike's watching him too. <laughs> King of the Hill. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like, they, but you know, the one thing is she had to have a, she had a college course that she had to do these movies and she had to watch Blazing Saddles with me. Oh. And she's seen it before, but it was the uncut, you know, <clears throat> the uncut versions of it. So watching it and she's just sitting there with her eyes wide open. And I'm like, what's the problem? And she goes, I can't believe they did this. And I was like, you have to understand what the producer was trying to do at this time. He was making fun of Hollywood. Yes. On how badly that they were, you know, exploiting black actors. And he's just like, you know what? I'm going to go full throttle on it and right? make it fun. Yes. You know, and, and that, I thought it was genius, you know, so. Yep. But and, if they get away from the shock of it, then Natalie starts like analyzing and she's like, oh, yeah, I see what they were doing here now. And, you know, it makes sense. But so many can't get away from the shock and cannot don't have I don't I don't know how they're so disconnected not to be able to analyze things. That's a perfect word because. We've always been problem solvers. We've always had to analyze the situation. We always try to figure stuff out. But so many just knee-jerk reactions, non-freaking-stop all the time, especially the last couple of years. Mind-boggling. I just sit back and go like, what the heck? You know? I mean, where did we lose it? Is it because of everything is instant gratification? It's always at our fingertips. No, it's uh, everyone wants to feel victimized by something. Now, it doesn't matter what it used to be, you know, so you could be overweight and that's a victim now. And that you could be, you know, born this way and that's a victim. And you could look like this or you can't like, you know, tie your shoes and you're a victim. And if anyone does anything like that, you have this series of offense, which makes no sense to me because, like I said, I, I've been in the military there is literally nothing that will offend me. Right. <laughs> I mean, I might not like a joke or I think it might be in poor taste, but on the other hand, I don't. 
you know, I don't get like offended or say, hey, that, and that would be the difference. So like, hey, that joke was pretty poor taste. I don't go and, you know, yell at the guy and then say, who the hell are you to make a joke like that? What do you know? What about, you know, it's like, you just don't say anything. And, you know, maybe the next joke he has is good or she, you know, that you can't even go with like, you know, the, this transgender thing. Look, Babylon B got yanked off of Twitter over saying, you know, the swimmer is the man of the year and they don't like it. There's like 1% of this nation is transgender. I'm like, who's really getting not offended over it? And if you're transgender, can you take a joke at this point? You know, right. I mean, maybe yeah. it's not an attack on you, but like sometimes like, hey, not everyone's seeing the same thing as you are. And I'm not saying to try to be mean to that particular person or right. you know, make specific attacks at them, mm-hmm. but or her, you know, but sometimes it's like, hey, this shit's kind of funny sometimes. And actually transgenders that I know, they don't find it, any of it funny. They want to be a eternal victim. And that's a shame because if you lose your sense of humor and anything, and this is why your husband is a veteran, mm-hmm. why veterans can make jokes over anything, even at their, their darkest moments, yep. because that's the only way you deal with things at times. And yeah, hey, you're fell down. All right, great. You know, we're gonna laugh at you and all, but we always have your back, right? But and they, today's society doesn't have it. So, and I'm not a veteran, so I was not in the military, but I still grew up with that same belief. Could it be because I was always working so hard to take care of other people? I didn't have time to be offended. I had, I had to figure out how to fix the situation nonstop every single day in my life. I'm always on the offense. I've never been on the defense and the days that I feel like I'm going on the defense and I, I feel, I was like, Oh my God. I mean, I go deep. And then I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Because I am not a defensive person. I need to be on the offense. So it's just, Maybe it's the sports because I started playing sports when I was in first grade. I mean, I worked hard all the time. So I was in that fight, go for the win, always work harder, 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 be the best you can be since I was in first grade. So my upbringing, maybe, well, not my upbringing, the parents weren't involved, but thank heavens I was in sports because I really believe that helped to develop who I am. But how did we get to... Where we're at now with so many people wanting to be the victim. How did that evolve? That's what you know, I... We, what would happen is we used to be able to take criticism. And even if it was mean criticism, then you would just kind of like, you know, let it roll off. Like, like I said, I've been to basic training. <laughs> Trust me, they point out anything on you. <laughs> when and you fail, you grow from failure. Yeah, you always but, grow from failures. But now, when you got these kids that have to be so coddled from the be, you know, cradle to grave, and you know, if I say something about you know teenagers or something, you know, or you know, whatever it is, whatever group feels like, well, you can't, you know, they, it, it's a way to shut down speech that they think. So, I mean, it used to be that like no one was off limits. You know, right, and then yeah. now everyone's off limits and you yep. can't say anything about anybody, which, you know, I'm like I said, there, there's a big difference between saying, Michelle, you are X and mm-hmm. making a generalization that right. you might, you know, feel like that you're a part of that group, you know, in one way or another, whatever that joke comes at. 
and it's not a personal attack on you or people like that. You know, it's, you know, I looked at, like you said, Chris Rock, you know, you know, Eddie Murphy back in the day, like all the shit that they did, you know, Richard oh Pryor. Right. Yeah. George Carlin was one of my favorites. You oh, know? And, and he it's was just amazing. Like, yes. I miss you know, him. You know, so all the shit him. that he's to say about everybody, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. but that's what made him a legend. You and know? a lot of stuff he actually said years ago is happening today. Flat up hitting the side of the head with a freaking cast iron skillet it is happening today what carlin was saying i mean it's just i watched the previous ones and i was like holy shit that's today it's like wait was it then too so it's always happening all the time the difference is people are now have grown major pussies where their balls should be yes yes i went there and they have no backbone anymore they don't stand up for what they personally believe in or they are standing up for what they are told to believe in. Like, you know, if you're told to do something, you're a little robot, you need to sit back and breathe. And, and, and I think that's a way to grow because one of the things that I watch every Friday night, I watch Bill Maher, which if you know him, he's pretty yeah, far yeah, left yeah. liberal. Yeah, but he's yep. always been consistent, and yep. there's jokes that he makes fun of Republicans and all. And like I laugh at him, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's just like, oh yeah, that's like when he when he makes fun of Trump, you know, I'm like, yeah, Trump kind of does that, <laughs> you know. And it's like if you can't laugh at things just because right. like it's your side or yep. you know, and yep. it, it, even to the point now it's politics. Like you know, hey, we can make fun of you know Joe Biden. You can't do this, but. You know, then you got the late night comedians that they try to make fun of everyone on the right. And then the people on the right start getting upset, which yep. I can see why is. And I, I think, you know, when they start doing political humor, if you kind of cross the board with them, everyone will start laughing. But if you keep picking on one side, then it starts like, yeah, we don't really want to watch this all the time. So maybe that's it. I mean, I don't watch like late night stuff, but Bill Maher, I think he's great. You know, he does a lot of funny things. Um, he's intelligent, he's consistent in his beliefs. I don't have to agree with it. And, you know, he makes fun of, you know, everybody. And that's the way it should be. We used to watch Bill Maher. There was a little bit of time for about a year where he went off the deep end. And I just, I just didn't want to hear the negativity. I didn't want to hear all this other crap. So, but then also I didn't want to pay the extra $12 a freaking month to have HBO on with our dish network pack. Oh, it's, yeah, just, yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's like, so then we just like, we cut it off. So now we don't get it, but it's just like, you know, I keep paying attention and on Twitter. Yes, I'm on Twitter. And, and how do you say your last name? Coulter? How do you say her name? She has a really long neck. She's blonde. Yeah. She's gone. Really? I don't know where she's, she's gone. Nutty. She's I mean, nutty. I mean, her tweets, I'm like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, she, she's kind of crazy. <laughs> I mean, she's just really just flipped. And you, do you realize that we started this podcast? So I want to talk about dad jokes. And then we went off. And that's what this is all about. You, you know what, though? But, but, that, but that brings back to the point. I think if your podcast is, why do we have dad jokes that everyone rolls your eyes and are just kind of giggly is because... It's the it's the last level of not even real comedy that people feel safe saying. Like I couldn't make you know if I say a joke at work like them, I'm fine. You know right. I can't say oh you know you know anything sexual or you know anything right. that would be edgy at work, uh, and rightfully so. 
And I think that was why, you know, you, you bring up the dad jokes. That's part of it because they don't hurt anybody, but they're corny. And, but, yes. you know, they're corny and that way, at least like, hey, no one got offended over, you know, except when I said the midget, you know, and then midgets yeah. are going to get upset yeah. about it. But, you know, fuck midgets, because <laughs> quite honestly, when I watched that piece of shit, uh, Peter Dinkley uh-huh. come out and start bitching about uh, he's going to star in the Snow White and Seven Dwarves that he doesn't want dwarves in there. Or I'm like, you know what? I told us I, I watched this with Dawn. I was like, you know what I would have done? I would have worked his ass in the diamond mines for 22 hours a day. And if he wanted to keep his mouth flapping, he would have went to 24 hours a day and he'd sleep when he was working. And yep. that's all these pricks would be doing at this point. Yep. I mean, Snow White and the seven fucking dwarves, for God's sake. There's yep. actually in the name of the title and you're going to get offended about it. Yep. But anyway, so that goes back <laughs> to your point that, you know, dad jokes are just the this, this safe, easy thing that no one gets offended. So, so, do you think this joke would be safe for you to tell at work? Why have powdered soap in prison? No idea. It takes longer to pick up. No. <laughs> Probably not work-related, eh? Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do anything like prison rape. But, you know, work. It's... Okay. Okay. How about this one? Prison, prison rape usually isn't funny. How? Well, it is to me. So, <laughs> what do you call a poor Santa Claus? Saint Nicholas. Oh, okay, I got it. That's a good one. So you can tell that to your grandbabies. And with that, I'm going to call this a day because I'm going to go make some freaking amazing nachos because I've been wanting nachos for the last three weeks. Okay, well, tomorrow's joke is my boss asked me to attach two pieces of wood together. I nailed it. <laughs> All right. All right, well, you yeah, it. you and just got the raspberry. All right. Conversation, and thank you. And yep. we'll talk you to have soon. a great rest of your weekend. Love you all from Crickside Chatter. Mwah.